Welcome to this Daring Adventure podcast, where we work on bridging the gap between where we are and where we want to be in order to live a bigger and bolder life. In this podcast, we will provide inspiration, tips, and skills you need to make your life the adventure you want it to be. Here's your host, mindset mentor and life coach, Trista Gurton. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of This Daring Adventure. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I have a very special guest. I have Melanie Fay, who is an EFT practitioner, emotional freedom technique practitioner, correct? Correct. correct. Melanie? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. You're so welcome. I'm so grateful for the chance to be here. So, as I mentioned just before we started, Tapping is something that I was introduced to last year. I think when you joined us in Molly Claire's coaching group, when I was working with her and I've worked with you a few times now, and I've also been doing some tapping on my own with the tapping solution app. And I've just loved it. It's made such a difference for me. And it's something that I recommend to all of my clients along with meditation and journaling and yoga and exercise, I find that for me, it's been something very helpful in terms of reducing stress and really helping me as I grow my business to tackle some of the issues that I'm facing. So I thought it would be just a great opportunity to share you with all of my listeners and all of my clients so that they could learn more about the amazing work that you do. So maybe if you could just introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about the work that you do. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm Melanie Fay. I'm a tapping coach, but I'm so grateful to hear that your introduction to tapping was through me. Because, because tapping is this tool that the only reason why I became a tapping coach was because of how much it helped me in my life. I was really invested in personal development, really invested in dreams. I'm making dreams come true and the feeling of having a dream and how do you make it come true and the journey of that. And tapping became this tool in my toolbox that allowed me to actually start to get some significant traction around heading towards those goals. I had a significant amount of some trauma in my childhood. My house burned down when I was a kid and some other things in one of the Oakland Hills fires of 91. And so the way I came to tapping was I was using it for myself, for my own personal development. And then it was working. I was actually able to make changes that I'd been trying to make for a really long time. And I had also been trying to make them. And I was also very hard on myself that I wasn't making them. So I had that other layer of friction to work through. But what I discovered with tapping was that a lot of the reason why I wasn't able to make the changes that I wanted to make was because my body, my nervous system wasn't on board with me making those changes. So the body's number one job is to keep us safe. So if we have experiences in the past, which have taught us that whatever at anything, right, that public speaking isn't safe or being visible isn't safe or being confident isn't safe. There's a myriad of examples of ways we can learn that we're not safe. What happens is 
or my body was sort of subconsciously not allowing me to get to those places that I was consciously trying to go to, not Mm. because there's anything bad or wrong about my body, but because it was doing its job, which was to keep me safe. Mm. When I started unpacking some of those experiences from my childhood and also just incorporating tapping into my daily life, that the like brag on me trying to make those changes lifted. And then what happened was California started to burn again, as some of you may know, it's been on fire for a while now. Mm -hmm. And I was watching the news and I was, truthfully, I was just actually just crying and thinking about how I knew there was this tool that could really, really help so many people um, that I knew were being traumatized in the same way I had been or similar way I had been when I was a child. So that's what got me into getting certified and becoming a coach. So that is why I'm so grateful to hear that you came into learning about tapping Mm. through me being a coach, because I care so deeply about normalizing this tool, because Mm. it really is so easy and it's available, right? You can work with a tapping coach, but you can also just learn how to tap. And we're going to go over that today on our call Mm. because we all have fingers and Mm. we all have acupressure points and all you need to do to tap is to use your fingers and tap acupressure points. And it has this incredible benefit to your nervous system. The benefit being allowing your body to relax. And when your body relaxes, then it feels safe. And all these things that didn't feel safe enough to do start to feel safe. So I think your question was, can you tell us a little bit about tapping? So what tapping is, is we're tapping on acupressure points on our face and on our torso, and they're real points. They're the same points that are used in Chinese medicine. They are these points on our bodies. When we tap them, we're tapping into the meridian system. With The meridians are these, these channels, energy through the body. And so what we're doing is we're tapping on these acupressure points. And when we tap on these specific points, it does a number of things. But one of the things it does is it sends a calming signal to the amygdala, which is a part of the brain in charge of the fight or flight response and lets that part of the brain know that whatever you're focused on, it's okay to relax. So just to make this relevant in your real life experience, everyone can just take a breath. And if you're driving, maybe don't close your eyes, but just take a breath. If you're not driving, I invite you to go ahead and close your eyes and just lay your hand on your heart. It can help us feel just a little bit deeper. And I want you to think of something that you really want to do, but aren't doing. And just notice if any stress or tension comes up in your body as you think about that thing. Maybe an emotion comes up. Maybe frustration or sadness, grief or regret. Or any other number of emotions. And whatever it is you're noticing in your body right now, I'd like you to think about how much easier would it be to do that thing if you didn't have this response in your body when you start to think about doing it. Mm-hmm. And so what tapping does is it allows us to process that residue in our body around different focuses or different topics and become more neutral And when we're more neutral inside ourselves, that neutrality represents a 
shifting of resistance, right? We're, we're less resistant of the thing because our brains will trigger the nervous system just to thinking about doing something. So if you're thinking about exercising, but inside you feel like heavy and dread, then you have to overcome that heaviness and that dread in order to get to exercise. What tapping does is it helps us process that heaviness and dread, and then it's so much easier to make that shift into the action of exercise. So did that answer your question? I want to keep going. (laughs) No, that's great. Thank you. So what does your practice look like on a daily basis? How often are you doing it? How long? So I have had quite a journey with my practice of tapping. I've been tapping for maybe 13 years now. And when I first started tapping, I was trying to overcome a pretty difficult thing that was going on in my life. So at that time, I had a lot of fear going on inside me. And so what I did was I would just set my phone for a timer and I'd set my timer for 15 minutes and I would just tap on the acupressure points, just focusing on whatever my mind was focused on at that time. I wasn't formal about it. I just knew that if I did a little bit of tapping, then I'd be caring for my nervous system and I would be doing something that was valuable. Then as that started to calm down and I started to process what was going on there, my tapping practice became more and more playful. And that's kind of how it is today, which is I really like order and I really like structures. I think they're really fun. So my tapping practice has changed over the years, but what has stayed consistent about it is that I allow it to be playful, right? Mm -hmm. So my big thing as a tapping coach, but also for myself is I'm not going to do it if it's not going to be fun or it's not going to be easy. Mm. So like fun and easy is kind of the requirements for around how I do tapping. Mm. Is it fun? Is it easy? Is it supportive? So depending on who I am any given year or any given month, that can look different ways. So how my tapping practice looks today is before I go to bed, I do a gratitude list and I do some tapping on something that came up in the day. But the most important thing to know about tapping and a tapping practice is any little bit you do will help. And I really, really mean that. So like in the beginning of my journey with tapping, like I said, I was so afraid. It wasn't even conscious fear. It was like my body was frozen. That just setting my alarm on my phone. So I had a container, you know, that said, okay, I'm going to do this for 10 minutes and tapping through the points was enough right? It was enough to kind of calm me down and help me move forward. So that's a little bit about my tapping practice. As you learn more and more about tapping, you'll learn that you can tap on specific memories and there's protocols and ways of doing that. And you'll learn that you can tap for a variety of issues, you know, all the way from personal development type topics like self-advocacy in work or having the courage to do public speaking all the way to processing PTSD, like war PTSD and other really painful traumas. And that's because regardless of the focus, what's happening in our bodies is that that amygdala is either being triggered or not being triggered. And when we're working with the nervous system, when we're tapping like this, what we're doing is we're giving our body an opportunity to respond differently. Mm. So that's why the topic doesn't matter. It's like, 
anything a human does, <laughs> you can use tapping for. Because what you're doing is you're helping the body relax as it focuses on that subject. Mm, okay, that makes sense. So do you think, does it make a difference? Like I know you said, you know, any tapping is helpful. Mm -hmm. I mean, does it matter if you do 20 minutes or an hour? Like your sessions that we do together are an hour. Mm -hmm. So what I would say to that, and I know I'm sort of repeating myself, but that's because it's so important, is that one of the pitfalls around tapping that so many people face is they'll watch something like this or listen to a podcast like this, and then they'll say, but I don't know how to do it, or am I saying the right words, or you know, am I doing it right? So I just want to say over and over again that if you're tapping on the points, we really do want to be tapping on the points. If you're tapping on the points, then you're already doing something that really, really matters. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, there are ways to develop your skill, develop your understanding of tapping that can make the changes that you make inside yourself easier, more effective, faster results, right? And that's one of the benefits of working with a coach. And a lot of that has to do with just guiding the mind to be specific on the thing that the mind is actually afraid of. That's what we're always looking for. We're looking for, okay, what are you really afraid of? And the fear will be sourced almost always from something that happened in the past, something that was painful in the past, from, yeah, either physically painful, but often for us, emotionally painful, mm -hmm. right? It was emotionally painful in the past. So that's where the big shifts happen with tapping is when we really find, for instance, if someone's afraid of public speaking and you can tap on visualizing yourself public speaking or giving the toast at at Thanksgiving, and you can tap and your nervous system will calm, but you might find that you don't completely calm down. With some more understanding about how tapping works or through working with a tapping coach, you can trace that memory, trace the sensation of fear, often back to a memory. Then if you process the contents of that memory, you'll find out what is being triggered in the nervous system that's causing that response of fear. Because we have to learn that public speaking is scary. It's not just inherently scary. We learn that it is. And we learn that from something. And it can be in our own past or it can be inherited from our family of origin because our nervous system grows our family. But it doesn't matter if it was our family or if it's us because we can find it in ourselves. And when we find it and process the feelings around that subject, right? The subject of what do I feel like when I think of myself talking in front of people? And we get that feeling inside the body is a direct expression of the subconscious. And we process that feeling. Then without that feeling, when we imagine ourselves public speaking with that feeling processed, our brain no longer senses danger. So then the inner response, the, the cortisol and the, that inner response of fear doesn't happen because it's as if we never learned that it was scary, mm. which is amazing. I mean, it's amazing. So one of the things that I will say if, is if you're tapping and you notice it's not working, right? Like your levels aren't going down. Doesn't mean the tapping's not working or that it couldn't, that you couldn't get the results you're wanting. It usually just means that we're not focused enough or specific enough on the source of what's creating the fear. Okay. All right. Let me make sure that 
I make something really clear. Tapping helps not just with fear, but all emotions, right? Like we might call, I don't love this word, but what we might call all negative emotions. Mm. Another way of saying emotions is inner responses, inner response that we have to something. All right. And it's interesting because a lot of the work that we've done too together has been around money, which has been really interesting. Yeah. And I think like, what emotions do you think money is triggering then? Like, where does that all come fit in and come from? Well, each of us will have a different relationship to money and it will trigger different things. And also money is more than just the topic of money. It can be debt. It can be income. It can be savings. It can be money traumas where maybe we invested a lot and lost it or someone stole from us. So the topic of money itself can get kind of divided into all these different subcategories. And those subcategories will have different feelings associated with them as well. Like savings is often associated with safety for people, but not necessarily, right? You'll find your own experience with each piece of money. Let's say charging, right? Because for so many people who are entrepreneurs, charging money brings up stuff for them, right? How we would do that using tapping is you would imagine the amount you want to charge. There's a lot of ways we could do this, but this is one way. You imagine the amount you want to charge, and then you imagine yourself actually charging it, like putting it up on your website or telling a potential client that that's what the price is. You want to set the stage in your mind as if it's actually happening, because by setting that stage in our mind, we're allowing ourselves to have an honest triggering experience. Like, okay, what shows up in my body when I think about doing that? So what we do is we imagine the thing, see what shows up in our body, and then we start tapping on that feeling. And often what will happen is what's inside that feeling will start to kind of show itself more clearly. So for some people, it can be like, wow, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble if I ask for this, Mm -hmm. right? Or it can be like, oh my gosh, I feel so much shame. Who do I think I am, right? It can be different textures. And so just dovetailing or putting side by side action and inner response. If we have an inner response that's saying, I'm going to get in trouble or I'm going to get blasted with shame if I ask for this price, right? Even if I intellectually think it's reasonable, we will be much, much, much less likely to actually do it. And it will do the thing about charging the price because it can feel so scary to us for those reasons. And there can be many reasons. It's all an individual thing. This is another reason why I'm really passionate about tapping is because we not only are able to change in a way that we couldn't before, but we also get to know on an intimate level why we were blocked. Mm. It's a way of getting to know ourselves too like really ourselves, right? It's a way of connecting with, okay, what am I really afraid of? Or what is my operating system? If that makes sense, which Mm -hmm. coaching does as well, right? And this information we're pulling from the body. And so that's why it also works really well hand in hand with coaching, like the way if you're doing thought work and tapping, and this is how I came to tapping because I was doing so much thought work. And so I could see all the potential I knew what was possible, but I didn't know how to allow myself to let it be possible, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I love that. No, and I think a lot of the work that I'm doing 
with my clients is looking at some of the past, some of the limiting beliefs, some of those regrets, some of those things that we do hold on to and that we still get an emotional charge. And I think, you know, yes, it's exactly the same, like processing the emotion, either through feeling it or tapping is just the best way to release it, let it go, you know, put the baggage down and then move forward, right? And that's where the coaching can really take off is once you've let go of all of this, then you can start looking into the future and thinking about what you want to create. Yeah. And so then typically your clients, like who are your clientele? Where are they coming from? And what are they looking for help with? So I have clients that you sent me these questions before, so I had a chance to think about it. And I have clients from a lot of different what you might they call realms, right? People that are trying to overcome fears that were associated with accidents and things like that. But the majority, and I mean, huge, vast majority are people that have a vision for themselves that really kind of know what's possible for themselves, that they're dreamers, they're on the road of self-actualization type people, right? So like a ton of coaches, like 90% of my clients are coaches. So If you have all of that in their minds already, and they're just looking to support themselves more in how to make that picture fuller and easier for themselves. So in terms of the topics that come up for people, it's very, very varied because people are so individual and -hmm. what's blocking them is based on their history. So Mm -hmm. it becomes very varied. But in terms of like, if I had to click a category on a list of who are my clients, they're like visionaries. They're people that have visions that they're using their lives to enact them. And they know that it takes tweaking in order to allow it. Mm. And so that's what we do together is we just do the tweaking to make it easier and easier. Okay. And then do you have any particular shifts you've experienced either personally or that you've seen in your clients that you can share? Sure. So Again, I was thinking about that. And I think one of the most consistent shifts across the board is as everyone's increased belief that what they want is possible, right? Like, because everyone in their individual way is finding in themselves what was blocking them and then having a tool that they learn to believe will help them release it. And so that a personal experience that each person has the ability to reach goals or actualize outcomes becomes more and more believable to each person. So what that's looked like for some people is increased income, you know, healthier relationships, more self-love, more permission to take time for themselves, more permission to charge more money, permission to allow for more ease, more peace, the tapping work, what it kind of looks like is it often looks like feeling feelings we didn't know were there, getting on the other side of it and feeling the freedom of what it's like to not have that inner sensation. And then the excitement of kind of watching that that was possible. Mm. And then what's next, right? A lot of my clients are always like, what's next? What's next? What's next? I love that. Nice. Okay. So where can people go to find more 
learn more about tapping? There's several really good websites. There's one called EFT Universe, and this is a massive website. So try not to get overwhelmed, but they have areas where, you know, of testimonials, but they also have a huge area on the research where you can read about the research behind tapping. So gratefully, tapping is something that is able to be researched now. It has quite a bit backing it. You can even read about it on the NIH, that's in the US, for treating PTSD. It's used in the VA, again, in the US, the Veterans Association. Mm-hmm. It's used in uh, Kaiser Permanente, which is, again, a big insurance company in the United States. You, again, as it their number one recommendation for PTSD, at least they did a few years ago. I hope they, they still do. So it is a modality that has been normalized, right? Olympic athletes use it. Okay, so all that said, you can go to EFT Universe. There's also the Tapping Solution, which is a really lovely family that they all work in the field of tapping and they have the Tapping Solution app, which you mentioned at the beginning. They also have a pile of books that will guide you into learning how to tap and how to make it sort of relevant to different topics like weight loss or processing change. There's different topics there, but there's the book called Just the Tapping Solution, which is a great introduction to tapping, really easy to read and inspiring and clear. So those are two resources. If you're in Australia, although on the internet, anyone can do this. There's a Dr. Pita Stapleton from Bond University. She has a pretty comprehensive website and membership program where you can learn about tapping through her membership program. That might be a little bit more applicable if you have some sort of understanding under your belt. There's also a place called the EFT Training Institute that holds two and four day workshops. So does EFT Universe. Two and four day workshops where you can get an introduction into tapping. Even if you're not interested in certification, you can do these smaller workshops to learn how to use tapping yourself. I also like to share about an amazing woman called Jackie Veramontes, who has a membership program. And I think it's just $15 a month. And she has so many resources in her tapping a lot focused around people pleasing and confidence and motherhood and things like that. So that's worth checking out too, in addition to the Tapping Solution app. So both Jackie Veramontes website and the Tapping Solution, what they will offer you is guided tapping meditation. So if you're just learning how to tap, they'll teach you where the points are and also give you the words and you can just follow along. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. So I'll make sure to add all of those to the show notes so (laughs) people can find them themselves. That's fantastic. Thank you. Okay. So we were going to do a little tapping ourselves, right? You can guide us through a minute. So the very first thing we want to do, whenever you're doing tapping, it's really useful to take a moment to check in with yourself. Because if we know how we're feeling before, and we know how we're feeling after, it's much easier to see the shift. So just going to invite, and here, little disclaimer, anyone who's listening to this, I really encourage you to pause and do this with us right now, because I had learned about tapping for two years before I ever paused and tapped. And when I did, it literally changed my life. So if you're listening to this now and you're not driving, please do pause and follow along with us. Okay. This will just last eight minutes tops. So 
We're just going to take a breath and exhale. And go ahead and lay your hand on your heart. And either closing your eyes or softening your gaze. I invite you to go ahead and just turn your awareness inward. Just allowing your awareness to kind of float down into your body. Whatever that means to you is perfect. You might notice thoughts or you might notice tension, feelings. And then on a zero to 10 scale, I'd just like you to give yourself a number on how much stress or tension you would say you feel right now. Zero being no stress at all and 10 being quite a bit of stress. Go ahead and give yourself a number. I'm just noticing if that stress seems to exist anywhere specifically in your body. Is it in your shoulders or your head or your hips or your heart? Maybe it seems to be everywhere, kind of floating above you. Just noticing. Open your eyes. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to teach us where the tapping points are. So the reason why I wanted us to check in ahead of time is because even just showing you where these points are, if you do it along with me, it'll start to lower that inner feeling. So I just wanted to, us to get a rating beforehand. So the first point is on the side of the hand. It's called the karate chop point. It's just that fleshy point on the side of the hand. And if you're watching, go ahead and tap along with me. So it's easier for you to learn. It might seem like a lot at first, but with a few rounds, you'll get it. So just on the side of the hand, that's what we call the first point. The next point is where the eyebrow hits the bridge of the nose. And I just tap with two or three fingers where the eyebrow hits the bridge of the nose. I use two or three fingers just to make sure I hit the point. The next point is on the side of the eye on the bone. We're aiming for tapping five to seven times, but it doesn't really matter if we do more. That's just five or seven is kind of enough to make get that stimulation going. And you can tap on one side or both sides. That's okay. The meridians run on either side of the body. Next point is under the eye, also on the bone. Yep. On that bone right there. The next point is under the nose and above the lip in that divot right there. Next point is under the lip and above the chin in that crease. Next point's the collarbone point. So this one's actually under the bone. So if you feel that U shape of your collarbone, kind of go up on the collarbones two inches and then drop down. It's like on either side of that U shape. So just tapping under the bone. Yeah. And I just use all four fingers there to just make sure I get it. The next point is under the armpit. Kind of like if you're a woman, right where the bra strap would be about six inches under the armpit. And the last point is on the crown of the head, <laughs> right where what I like to call my inappropriately placed bun, just right in the back of the head. Okay, and then we're just gonna take a breath. Okay, so what we just did is known as a round of tapping. 
Now I'm going to guide us through a tapping meditation just to encourage relaxation. And then we're going to check your number again and see how you're feeling now. So we're going to start by tapping on the side of the hand and just go ahead and repeat after me out loud. Allow yourself to tune back into that stress that you noticed in your body. And whether you're able to tune into it or not, don't worry. Just taking a, a pause to see if we can. And so just go ahead and repeat after me if you don't mind. We're just gonna see where this takes us. So even though I feel this stress, even though I feel this stress, I give my body permission to relax. I give my body permission to relax. Even though I feel the stress in my body, even though I feel the stress in my body, what if it's okay to relax? What if it's okay to relax? Even though I feel this stress, even though I feel this stress, I'm giving my body permission to relax. I'm giving my body permission to relax. Tapping on the eye point. This stress. This stress. Side of the eye. This stress in my body. This stress in my body. Under the eye. I feel it right now. Yeah, right now. Under the nose. It's this stress. It's stress. Mm -hmm. Under the mouth. I feel it in my. I feel it in my shoulders. Collarbone point. This stress. This stress. Under the arm. I'm just noticing this stress. I'm just noticing this stress. Top of the head, and I'm giving my body permission to relax. I'm giving my body permission to relax. Going back down to the side of the hand, we're just going to do one more round. Even though I still feel this stress. Even though I still feel this stress. I wonder if I can relax by 10% more. I wonder if I can relax by 10% more. Even though I still feel some stress. Even though I still feel some stress. I wonder if it's possible to relax even more. I wonder if it's possible to relax even more. Even though I feel this stress. Even though I feel this stress. I'm giving my body permission to relax. I'm giving my body permission to relax. Eyebrow point. The stress in my body. Stress in my body. Side of the eye. Allowing myself to relax. Allowing myself to relax. Allowing myself to relax. Allowing myself to relax. Even more than I think is possible. Even more than I think is possible. Relaxing now. Relaxing now. Relaxing even deeper. Relaxing even deeper. The stress in my body. Stress in my body. What if it's okay to relax? 
If it's okay to relax. Under the arm. Allowing my body to relax. Allowing my body to relax. Top of the head. Even more than I think is possible. Even more than I think is possible. And just take an inhale and exhale. Again, laying your hand on your heart and closing your eyes or softening your gaze. Just let your awareness turn inward. And on a zero to 10 scale, how stressed would you say you are now? Just noticing zero being no stress at all, 10 being very stressed. Just notice what number you give yourself now. So just noticing how your body feels now, how your sort of sense of being you might have shifted. Let's take an inhale. Thank you. So you're welcome. And I would love to talk a little bit about what we were just doing. Right. So we can't teach exactly how to do all sorts of forms of tapping right on this call, but I do want to just mention some points. So the first round, what we were doing is we were focusing on the stress, right? We were allowing our mind to focus on the stress. When we focus on that stress, as we're tapping on the acupressure points, what we're doing is we're mixing that stress response, that awareness with the calming signal to the amygdala because the tapping on the acupressure point is sending that signal that's letting the body relax. So it's like we're mixing those two pieces together, those two parts together. That's what's called the exposure part of the process, right? We're exposing our mind to the thing that is active in our body, right? So in this situation, I was just using stress, just general stress for anyone, right? Everyone exists somewhere on the stress scale at any different given time. But if you are working, doing your own tapping or working in a session with a coach, what you would be imagining would be the specific edge of discomfort for yourself. So for example, we talked about public speaking, you would be imagining yourself speak in a public environment and then feeling that feeling and tapping on that. Then in the second round, what we did is we just introduced, it wasn't exactly a reframe, but just introduced a new kind of focus, allowing permission, allowing the body to kind of pivot in a different direction. So the sort of positive side of tapping can make a lot of sense to people who have done a lot of thought work or your thoughts create your feelings. So leaning towards thoughts, which will create the feelings that we're looking for. But what tapping allows us to do is the whole first chunk of tapping is honoring how we're actually feeling, right? So if we're actually really angry or we're actually really stressed, what the tapping does, it allows all of that to come down. And when that inner sensation is like at a five or below, then it's a really effective time to start leaning and bringing in the thought work. If on a specific topic, our stress is very, very high or our emotion is very, very high, Trying to shift in a positive direction can be like throwing paper into a tornado. You know, like the emotion is the tornado. We really need to calm that down and create a sense of safety before we can utilize those other tools. When we are in a highly emotional state, our midbrain is in charge, right? Which is a different part of the brain than our prefrontal cortex, which where all our thought work happens. 
So it's like arguing with someone who's really, really angry. You're not going to be able to reason with them. Their anger needs to calm down before we can introduce new ideas and have a civil conversation. It's the same with ourselves. We need our own stress and our own sense of safety to be created sometimes before we can go to those directions that we know cognitively would really be better for us. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Thank you. I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. You're so, so welcome. So are there any parting thoughts, anything you want to share before we wrap up? What I would say, and I know I've said it so many times, but I'm going to say it again, which is if this seems weird or it seems like just one other thing, or it seems like, because this is all, you know, reasons I disregarded it, not because it seemed weird, but because it seemed like just one other thing. What I ask is that you really give it a try. Just go on a tapping app, go on YouTube and search a tapping audio, do the audio that we just did if you didn't, and just see, just see how your body feels. Because like I said, like I heard about it for years and it wasn't until I was desperate that I thought I would try. And then I was like, oh my gosh. And really where we are with connecting to our bodies and processing memories and processing emotions is a totally new place in terms of what's possible for us, what we're realizing is possible for us. Give it at least 15 minutes of an honest, curious try. And if it feels good to you, there's so much more you can learn to support you in continuing to develop the tool. Because in a very real way, it is free. It's just your fingers and your acupressure points, and you can give your body that support at any time in the day. when No, and I think you're completely right. And it was the same for me. Like I had heard about it, heard about it. And then it was literally like it landed on my lap, you on the screen, yes, teaching us how to do it. And I haven't stopped since. And Mm -hmm. I find for myself, like it's useful to have the one hour sessions with you. And it's also to do just 10 or 15 minutes for myself every single day. I find that some of the benefits are equal to, you know, the meditation that I was doing more regularly before, just to help, I think, to build that resilience and to help keep the stress levels at bay, especially when things start to get busier and I have a lot on my plate or growing my business, whatever it is, I just find it helps to manage those stress levels in a way that, you know, I think it's on par with meditation, really, in that respect, like, it's very helpful. So yes, do check it out, because it is extremely powerful and helpful. And it's a great combo too, right? If you're a meditator, you can do just a few rounds of tapping before you go into your meditation to kind of just calm those thoughts and nervous system before you enter. Yes. And the tapping solution has some of those like tapping into meditation sessions. So yeah, highly recommend it. Good. All right. So where can people go to learn more about you? So my website, or I call it my scheduling page, you'll see it's not much of a website, is melaniefay.com. So it's just M-E-L-A-N-I-E-F-A-Y.com. We do sessions there, right? One-on-one sessions. And another part of my tapping practice is I work with tapping coaches as well. And that's because there are certain memories and certain places in myself that I really can't process alone. And so just know that 
tapping, although it releases our stress and it helps us process emotion, another thing it does is it gets us in contact with that stress and those past emotions. Mm. To meet those parts of ourselves can be hard. And so I like to talk about that more and more because it's not just a stress relief technique. It's like a personal transformation technique where we transform because we feel safe enough in our bodies to come in contact with parts of ourselves that we've maybe dissociated from or didn't even know were there. Mm. Okay. All right. Good. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Thank you for your time. You're so welcome. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in today and we'll be back next week with more And if you are interested in trying coaching for yourself, there's a link in the bio and in the show notes for you to schedule your private one-hour coaching session with me. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Daring Adventure podcast with your host, Trista Gurton. We hope you enjoyed the tips and conversations on how to get excited about life again. As always, you can head to TristaGurton.com for additional resources and to book a one-on-one coaching session. You can also follow Trista on Instagram at Trista B. Gurton. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.